0: Welcome everybody to Brother Under the Mountain News Podcast here on a beautiful Tuesday, October 1st. Um, Sitting here as I am relaxing here and enjoying the view of the mountains and drinking a nice, refreshing Mountain Dew. Um, There are a few things that's been going on today. We're going to talk about the Amber Geiger case. We're going to talk about the impeachment query a little bit. Talk about... Some uh, entertainment news for today: Stranger Things fourth season is about to drop here soon. Um, Stacy Dash was also arrested for domestic battery. Excuse me. And the Joker movie sparks a lot of security concerns for the Army and the LA Police. So, first off, let's talk about this Amber Geiger case. Amber Geiger case: She was just convicted of murder. About 20, 30 minutes ago as I am recording this podcast, um, the jury deliberated today. They were were actually asking the judge while they were deliberating um, what the statute, the castle doctrine was and also the statute for manslaughter in this case. But they convicted her of murder. Now, the evidence was that she was coming home from work. Uh, as as you all know, she was a police officer. She was coming home from work, and that she was extremely tired, and she walked into the wrong apartment, thought it was hers, saw uh, saw both of jeans sitting in his sitting there, and you know pretty much fired shots, so and killing him, and resulting in her being arrested. Maybe almost like what three four months later after the case, and. I mean, but the thing is, she did bail out, and so she was out as a civilian. But my point is, my thing is, is um, I understand that you can have an extremely hard day, an extremely stressful day. You can have an extremely tiring day. But what she did should not be overlooked. Shouldn't be. If any normal citizen would have walked into that house in the same situation, who was not a police officer, the same charges probably would have come up as well. Because if you think about it, you are walking into somebody's home. And you are sitting there taking their life and you're trying to say, like the like the uh, the defense was actually trying to use the castle doctrine, which is usually in Texas, which is pretty much a stand your ground law. And you know if you walk in if you're in some place you can protect your if somebody comes into your house you can protect your home if you are in fear or in danger of this person hurting you or your family so my point is, is I don't understand how the defense was sitting there trying to use this castle doctrine case the um the castle doctrine as an excuse for her to be able to get off of what she did what she did was pretty much reckless um my opinion she was straight up reckless it was there's no place for that. You're a police officer. My father is a my my father is also a constable to this day, and knowing just from him as him teaching me things as I was growing up as far as you know how the law works and things of that nature and him you know just just being a dad and sometimes even talking to him about cases like this. Um, for me, it's, it, it, he he told me if there's any ever a situation in that point, and just like other officers also testified. You walk out, you get behind cover, which is a procedure. You, you back out, get to cover, and you call for backup. Now, there was also evidence that was showing that she was texting a married man the same night that she was walking to his while she was going heading for uh, Botham Jean's apartment, and was telling him that, oh, you know, pretty much, saying that, hey, she can't wait to come over and all the things. We're not going to discuss all the details on that. But pretty much was saying, pretty much is showing uh, the lack of evidence of her being extremely tired as she said she was. Because, I'm sorry, but if anybody, if I'm tired, I will text you but I will not be coming back out of my house. <laughs> there's just just facts. If you're that tired, there's no reason or no excuse not to still be attentive and aware of where you are um, only time that would probably happen if you're not really attentive. Uh, I I've, I've worked in the I'm, I'm I've worked in the industry for in the kitchen industry for so long, and there has been plenty of nights where I've done fourteen, thirteen, twelve hour shifts. It's 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 nothing, you know, in this industri- in that industry. And with that being said, and having the experience of being extremely tired myself, and even going out to the bar and having a beer or two, which I'm not a big drinker. Um, it, I never walked into the wrong apartment. I've never went to the wrong door. It, it may not be the case for everybody. It may not be the case for everybody, but I mean, most people know where your apartment is, how your apartment is laid out, how the smell of your apartment, which was exactly what the prosecution was using, was you know what your apartment looks like. And the number one thing, that she should have realized. If she's looking at her phone and texting, what do most of us do when we're texting? It's not really, it's not right here face level to us. Most of us are looking down and texting with our heads down. So the first sign for her would have been the red doormat, which she completely ignored. And I'm sorry, but if you are a trained officer, you are trained to pay attention to details and always be situational aware. Even if you're off-duty, on-duty, on on vacation, somewhere out of the country. This is just something that you know for a fact is what you do. You pay attention to everything. Even to this day, even me as a regular citizen, I pay attention to everything. I pay attention to every little detail. Um, People's body language, how people look, how people, even when they walk by me, how people smell. Things of that nature. It's just... And my instinct for me, it's always been about what my dad has always taught me, was always pay attention to your surroundings. And most people are taught this at a young age already, especially how I teach my boys now. Like, I always tell them, hey, you guys got to pay attention to details. When it comes down to us having baseball, basketball practice, whenever I'm outside with them, we do things of that nature. I tell them, you guys have to pay attention to details. And... The other day, my kid actually asked me he was like uh he I was talking to my youngest one devin, and I was talking to him, and he, my son popped up and was like, Hey, I'm just you know i'm 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 always curious well, if you're so curious, always pay attention to something and pay attention to the details of it. So I think that this case was you know it took a while, yes." But I believe that the justice is served, but for the family, the justice will never be served. Just imagine, and also where Amber's family is coming from because now they have lost a child to the system that is going to be, that has benefited from, you know, not really benefit, that's not a really good word, but that has like... We can't find the words right now, guys. I really can't. <laughs> but I mean, it is it, is it's a slippery slope here what I'm talking about because there's some people that are angry, but a lot of people that I know, a lot of things that I have seen, you know, through social media and things of that nature, um, and reading people's comments and opinions on this, and I think that a lot of people were extremely happy that this came down because no matter what. The the fact and the point is, is that if you are a police officer, you need to be held to a higher standard. You need to be held to a higher standard, especially when it comes to things of this nature, where a normal citizen was killed over a quote-unquote mistake and then trying to use a defense of I wish it was me and crying to the jury, I wish it was me instead of him. No, don't wish that. Because it not only wishes yourself in a different position, but it also would still take it from the guy that you did that you did kill to now he's on trial for your murder that more than likely he would have gotten off. people are saying that if he he probably would have been jailed and no he would have not he would not have because. Yes, he would have been arrested on spot, probably would have been treated so bad and things of that nature. Yes, we know because of the, you know, a lot of the tensions right now between police officers and the African-American community. We tend to feel that he would not have gotten off. But I do believe he would have. And from the doctrine, from the castle doctrine itself, he would have gotten off. But um, the thing is, is for me, I don't think that the families, either family, is going to be in a good place after this. And, you know, so you have to definitely give a lot of love and prayer to um, both the Gene's family and also the Geiger family. I personally do not, I, I do not want to wish any harm to Amber Geiger. Um, she did a horrible thing. She did make a mistake. But again, mistakes come with consequences. Every action, there's always a reaction. So with that being said, everybody, you guys just pay attention in your everyday life and just know that if there's a negative reaction, there's always going to be a negative consequence behind it. So like I tell my boys all the time, I tell them all the time that. And I tell them, hey, like if you do something... This is like another case with the war a little boy uh said some things about going into a school and shooting him up, and his mom was upset about it oh, he's just a boy, he's just a boy, even the officer said yes, but in this uh, but in this day and age, we can't take a threat lightly. there's too many shootings going on, too many school shootings happening too many people getting killed from gun violence and I think that a lot of the things that when it comes down to gun violence, we have to take precautions about it. Yes, I own guns. Yes, I do. But also my kids know and respect that you're not going to use that gun to go do something very harmful. On top of that, you know, my, my kids, they are still younger and they are sheltered from a lot of the things that they don't get to see every day unless I tell them or they listen to the news with me early in the mornings when I'm getting them ready for school. So a lot of the things that we don't understand is that, yes, we shouldn't always shelter our kids from everything, but also you can shelter, but also let them learn and experience in the same house. See, where I come from, you know, I grew up in a mostly African-American family, of course, naturally, black guy, black family, and But for the first, from first grade to fifth grade, I went to a private school. The only, like, black people that I associated outside of with was family and my family's friends. But when I went to this, I went to a private school back then. So for me, I was around a lot of more, I was around a lot more white kids than I was. African-American kids. And so when I went to Rudd Middle School, uh, the th- the game changed. Um, I was, when I first got to Rudd, I was treated a little bit differently because of how the way I talked is how I was I was actually told. When I was a kid, I was told, like, why do you talk so different? Even some of my family would always, well, they would tell you I speak, spoke well, but I talked different. And it was just because, you know, I had got gotten at that time an extremely um, higher education than a lot of the kids that I went to school with. And so when I spoke, I spoke in a different mannerism. I spoke in a different tone. I didn't sound like them, apparently. So you can't really like the culture of how things are, especially with this whole case, is the culture is what I'm trying to get at is there's two different cultures in this case. That's always there's always been issues and tension in between, especially and also on top of the the culture, it's also the culture of the police as well with African Americans. So yes, a lot of us a lot of us African Americans, we do not a lot of the black people, we do not like we are not taught really to fear the police but also in the same sense we just already know. It's because if, if anybody, if you find any black person and you ask them, why do you not like the police? There's multiple reasons why. It's usually something in their childhood or what they're hearing now. Now, yes, growing up with an officer in my family you know it kind of gives you a sense of there are good officers out there but also at the same time knowing that your dad knows that there are also bad officers out there so not really even to this day like when I got pulled over one time in Dallas I was with my I was with one of my friends we was leaving work and coming from downtown and I got pulled over and didn't have anything on me I was just leaving work heading home to take to drop my friend off and I was scared the whole time, and this was in the middle of all this stuff happening. As far as like a lot of shootings happening, and I believe it was right after. No, it was before the whole Dallas, uh, the the Dallas incident, for the Dallas shootings. It was before that, like a year before that. But there were still a lot of things going on, where showing how police officers were being, how police officers were treating African Americans, and. For me, it, it it it, I know that nothing was gonna happen because I knew that I was clean. I knew that I was nothing. I was doing nothing wrong. I didn't even get the ticket for the so-called allegedly, uh, turn signal that I didn't use because I didn't even get a ticket. I did not get a ticket, and I knew I was about to get pulled over. The reason why is because, he pulled up real close to behind my car, and I even told my I even told my friend that was in the car with me. I was like, man, he's about to he's about to he's about to roll me. I knew it. I knew he was about to do it. And the thing was I hate saying it and I don't ever think that it has to be like this every single time but it was because they were profiling. There was two young black men in a car, middle of downtown, coming out leaving from uptown actually from uptown Dallas and downtown and their thought was well, I can't assume their thought, but my opinion on their thought is, oh, look, we have two black guys leaving Uptown at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. I told him where I was. This is when I first started this job, so I didn't really exactly know the, sh- the cross streets and everything. I was still learning that, and I was pulled over, and nothing came of it. I was still extremely nervous. Before the car, Before the cop even got to my car, my insurance and my license was already out the door. I actually gave him the wrong insurance. Went back in my thing. I told him, hey, I'm reaching for my other insurance. Let me get my other insurance. Gave it to him. There was no issues. But the fact that he said, he didn't even tell me what he was pulling me over for until after he got my license. Now, usually, I ask, why are you pulling me over? In that case, I didn't. I was more, I had a little bit of fear because of what has been happening lately. So I kind of had to change my tone because I didn't want to be that next victim that was on the news you know, and for me, it was something that made me realize that, you know, I know that not every cop is bad, but right now, guys, the, the, the bad ones are shining, are outshining these good ones, and if they, if there are some good police officers, where are these good ones that are supposed to be standing up to these people? That's what I want to know. Where are the good ones to outshine these bad ones. Yes, you see cases on Facebook or on social media or any other news outlet. Every once in a while, you'll see oh, a police officer did a good thing. Well, why is that being praised? It shouldn't be praised. It should be something that has already been done and it's been in the communities to where we do not have to praise something like that or have to get it for the likes or for or or try and get hearts and love and all this other, and you know, these great comments is thank you for our service. We shouldn't have to go through something like that. Cops are held to high standards. But it seems like today the standards have lowered for them as far as the bad apples. They're just out there right now, in my opinion, to shoot and kill. I mean, Amber Geiger's case is exactly what we see right now all she knew was there was somebody in quote unquote her house and she was afraid and she fired she did not follow any type of protocol that she has been trained to do off duty or on duty regardless of the fact you are trained for something and you are trained to do that and you should stick to that training do you think the military would they don't they when they get when they stuck with their training, you think they out even in that real world that they don't follow by that training. You know, they do. Because they are held to a higher standard. So police officers should be held to a higher standard. You cannot. I don't care if you're a police officer. I don't care if you're a firefighter. I don't care if you're a medic. You guys are held to higher standards for a reason, just like the president. He is held to a higher standard of what not to do, which we'll get on the case here. Uh, here in a minute but when you have a position of power like this you are certainly held in a higher standard so please understand where the Botham family was coming from when it comes down to this case because she should have been held to a higher standard there shouldn't have been no uh-oh oh oh, whoops I killed somebody and go about your business she was more worried about her job. She was more worried about not knowing it, not not thinking it, uh, not saying it was. You know, her just repeatedly saying it's my, it's my, it's not my apartment. I thought it was my apartment. I thought it was my apartment. Why didn't she get down and help this young man after she fired those shots? When she realized it's not her apartment, and from what I hear, also the hallway light was on and the TV light was on. So I'm sorry, but. TV light in my even in my house like I live I live out in the mountains of course so there's no I don't have a street light if I turn all my lights off my house is pitch black but one thing that will stand out is my TV light I can literally move maneuver throughout my house if my TV light is on or one of the hallway lights is on I can maneuver around I see everything so how does she ignore the fact that there was a TV light on. And the hallway light on that also was on as well. I'm sure that she could see that the layout of that apartment or anything, literally anything, in that apartment wasn't the same as hers. I mean, the doormat was a dead giveaway. So, I I feel like there's no excuse. You're held to a higher standard. You failed. You failed that standard. And now you're responsible for the actions that you took against a young man that was in his own home. So, that's how I feel. She was found guilty. We'll uh, probably get to sentencing within next week or so, maybe next few days. So keep an eye out for that case, big high profile case right now. Uh, There's also another one, pretty much uh, another officer, another Dallas officer that shot and killed a woman with her kids in the car. We will, that trial is going to be set to be starting in February, so we'll see what else is going on with that case. And, and, you know, just, like I said, cops are held to a higher standard, and they need to stick to that standard no matter if they have that badge on or off. It's my opinion. Not just opinion, it's a fact. They should. It should. I mean, you're, you're in a position of power, and you need to be responsible for your actions, just like any regular citizen should. All right, guys. Um, Moving on to impeachment inquiry. Um, I really don't want to talk a lot about this, go too much into details. Everybody knows the details. Um, But my opinion on this is... Again, it comes back to the power I was talking about. I understand that a lot of people are, do not like this president. I myself and one for the simple fact of what he has done throughout his entire career. It wasn't just because he became president. It was just the things that he says, the things of him disrespecting women, the things of him being pretty much a chauvinist, and he's a narcissist. You can tell these things. It's all about him himself. And one thing that kills me is when I see these people that have their opinion on Trump and say that um, he's the best president and things of this nature, well, our president, regardless of the fact, is still breaking a law, which no one wants to talk about. Whenever he goes out to go golfing, which he wanted to always blame Obama for, he's golfing so much, but yet Trump does the same thing. But guess what? Obama, when he did go golfing, he didn't profit off of it. He didn't profit off of it. Trump stays at his golfing resorts, has to bring in Secret Service, brings in whoever he's bringing in. They have to stay at that hotel. What's the name of those hotels where he staying? Whose name is on those papers as the owner? A lot of people say, oh, well, he's giving up his salary and donated it to charity. Yeah. Because he knows that the taxpayers are literally paying him to go golfing. Now, he's not stupid. I mean, financially wise, as far as manipulating wise, he's not stupid on that part. But he is also ignorant to a lot of things. And he thinks that people don't see it, but a lot of his supporters don't care. Uh, It's either they don't care, or they're just happy to see the left and the liberals and everybody on this side of the spectrum, political spectrum, be mad about something and be upset but yet for four years I mean wait sorry who excuse me but yet for eight years that's exactly how they were with Obama I mean they got mad at Obama for wearing a tan suit a tan suit like and yes I, I did I did appreciate Obama I liked Obama I'm not gonna say that I didn't like him only thing I didn't like was him penalizing people for not having health care. That was my only issue with him. And the whole Eric Gardner thing and the Fast and Fears program, yes, he did. A lot of presidents make mistakes, okay? We're not normal. We're not. Ain't nobody is not going to make. No president is going to have a perfect presidency. There's going to be mistakes that's going to make some people mad, regardless of the fact. But you can't sit here and say that he didn't do his job with grace and dignity and the world wasn't laughing at us. Yes, it's good that Trump is trying to t- have talks with North Korea. That's good. Somebody's opened up the door. That's awesome. But the way that he's doing it is ignorant. The things that he says about him is ignorant. This man brutally kills his own people. And then when diplomats do come into his country, what does he do? He shows them fake things. He shows them this and that. He shows everything that Kim Jong-un does it's all fake. Because he knows how his real country is. Those are documentaries and stuff that I've watched on North Korea. And how they set things up. And there's been a lot of hidden documentaries where they go into the country. And, you know, the country doesn't know that they're actually filming. But it's from actual citizens that's living in the country and telling the story. Even a lot of defectors that cross that border... Also tell of the horrid, horrid conditions in North Korea. But yet. Kim Jong-un pretty much knows that he can manipulate Trump. He knows this. Kim Jong-un, he's not stupid. He's actually really smart to be for the leader. His dad was smart. And yes, I know I'm saying this about a dictator, but if you think about it, the dude's smart. He's cut everything off. He keeps things to a minimum secret. The way that he's doing his bases right now, with foliage covering up, hidden tunnels, he knows what he's doing. still has his nuclear program going, not giving up on the missiles. He knows what he's doing. He's trying to have a power play to hold over the rest of the world. You can't be dumb to do something like that. And our president right now has us in a position where we are the laughingstock of the world because we would elect a person who is as chauvinistic and narcissistic as he is. You can't say he's not. You cannot say that he's not. And then everybody that wants to sit there and doubt the Access Hollywood report about how he said that, you know, just... Just grab him right by the cooch. If you can't tell that that's not Donald Donald Trump's voice, then you and yourself are a problem to this country. No president is ever going to be liked or loved by by some people. It's always going to be like that. Can't help that. But at least have a man worth of grace up there. And then going, of course, you know, doing a lot of things behind the American people's back. I e taking golf vacations on our on our taxpayer dime. You can't tell me he's not going to profit off of this when he gets out of office. Oh, and then there's the argument. Oh well, his his sons have taken over the company, but when he's done with his presidency, though, who do you think is going to take back that that company? Who do you think you think that Donald Trump still isn't isn't going to be able to take over Trump Towers? It's the man's legacy, something that he built for himself. Of course he's going to profit. And if anything, his sons are definitely taking care of it the way that he's probably still to this day directing. We just don't see it. man of power like that, you don't think that somebody like a billionaire like that can't sit there and do that without anybody knowing? He talks to his sons. You don't think that he doesn't talk to his sons and his daughter? Come on now. They're in the White House with him. (laughs) They're in the White House with him. So again, like I said, the impeachment inquiry is, I think, something that has been needed for a while. Um, You can fight me on it. You can debate me. You can argue with me. Show me your valid points of why why he should still be in office. He said he's going to bring the coal industry back. Numbers are the coal industry right now is kill, is is dying. Look at what the farmers are going through. Look at us farmers. We're we're going through a lot. People don't understand that. It's not enough for a lot of these farmers around here to keep up their farms. That little incentive that he gave. If only you under. If only the American people understood how much a. A piece of equipment costs to keep running a farm. If something breaks down, cost. Especially now with these tariffs, and with China being the number one source of soybean, of them buying soybeans from this from from this area and other areas as well, they're talking about pretty much release. They're pretty much they're talking about not buying soybeans from us anymore. It's how far that Trump has been tra- pushing this trade war. And a lot of people don't realize that that the farmers, where the, where the soybeans is pretty much in everything. Soybeans is very, very universal for a lot of things. And what kills me is that the people that do support Trump think that everything is fake news when they literally see him say it right on TV. He can literally say, "Hey, I just go, I would just went and shot and killed a guy." His supporters would be like, "He didn't shoot and kill nobody. He didn't do it right there on the street. He didn't do it, even if they had video evidence." And the other thing that really burns me up, and I'm gonna get, after this, I'm gonna be done with it. Starting, starting to. Starting to uh, Get under my skin a little bit, especially this part. Uh, he told the people of Israel. He looked up at the sky, put his hands up, and said, "I am their cho- I am the chosen one." I'm sorry, but if you're any, if a lot of these people are so, a lot of these people are, you know, the right wing Republicans that love, you know, that love the Lord. And I'm not saying I don't, I'm just saying, like, they're heavily into the Bible. If that wasn't something to tell you right there, that he was presented himself as a false idol, then I don't know what else to tell you. If you support that, then you've lost your moral compass. And that's just facts. All right, anyways. Um, In entertainment news, Stranger Things is coming out with a new season here soon. Um, I think it's gonna be really exciting. Uh, I have not seen the third season yet, so nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> but I think that is gonna be awesome. I've loved it since day one. Um, it's it's something that really brings a lot of joy because seeing that this cast from the first season to how they are now, and keeping up with them as far as how they're growing and stuff is so awesome. Um pretty much uh the Stranger Things stream the streaming service announced shows return Monday saying the Duffer brothers the creators to the series have also signed a multi-year film and series overall deal. So there is also going to be a movie coming out with this um Let's see. let see if I can find anything else. The only clue right now is we. the announcement offers is we are no longer in in hawking, so we do not know exactly where it's gonna where exactly it's gonna be. Um, they've earned like thirty Emmy nominations and they've won six Emmys. So I mean, it's just a little small talk of the town. Just a little uh little things for everybody that's a Netflix junkie and. Something that you want to look forward to coming up soon. The fourth season is coming, and apparently there's a movie deal that's in the works, which, hmm, what kind of movie would that be? It'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool. Um, also, entertainment news. Stacey Dash was arrested for domestic battery. And, wow. If you don't remember who Stacey Dash is, she was a really huge hit in the 90s in the movie Clueless. Um. Let's see. The police report said to respond to a domestic dispute. The victim sustained red scratch marks on his upper left arm from being pushed. She was taken into custody and transported to Lana Lakes Detention Center without incident. She posted bail and has been released. Uh But yeah, she uh pretty much just like pushed her boyfriend. Don't know what that caused that went into that. I have no speculation. I haven't heard anything about the case or anything. So I'm not really going to uh, speculate anything on that, but her ass may be damn crazy. so all I'm not speculate. She's probably crazy as hell. Just to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny to talk about. It. It's not funny to laugh at you know, domestic violence, but Stacey Dash, of all the people who you would not be expecting to be caught up in a situation like this, especially I mean, we haven't really seen her in movie and theaters that I know of that I've seen in the last, you know, some odd years. Haven't really seen her in anything. But I mean, hey, she she could be in smaller parts, smaller roles, and things that I have not seen. So but it just she's just she's probably just crazy. I'm taking notes of my Mountain Dew. Love my Mountain Dew. Uh and of course, the biggest thing is Joker. The Joker movie right now. Um, for security concerns, people a lot of people are really on this right now about how a lot of saying that this can pretty much bring out a lot a lot of people that do have mental stress and things of that nature to come out and start doing harm to other people because of course you know when Dark Knight Rises came out uh, there was, a, there was a shooting in Aurora, Colorado so I understand where the security concerns come from from that but also in the same sense um, if we had a better healthcare system for people that did have any type of mental instability I feel like we wouldn't have this problem which goes back to another thing that we should have in this country, back to politics, of course, is why don't we have universal health care? Why is it that we have to go out there and shovel out so much money that a lot of people can't afford for health care? There's a lot of people out there that can't afford it. My family's all covered. But why can't a lot of other people actually afford it? And a lot of people are mad because they always oh, we'll get rid of private insurance of course they we'll get rid of private insurance There's the ones that's charging you so much money and then if you don't even sit there and use everything within that mu in that year it doesn't roll over you just paid what if you don't go to the doctor at all you've been paying health insurance all year and you didn't you had one one or two visits. And then people were like, oh, what's going to make the tax school? I think about it. We already put in to Medicare as it is on our taxes. I would rather them take it out my paycheck every month, and I know that I'm sure, or every week, it wouldn't be that much. I mean, even the plan that Elizabeth Warren is coming up with, it makes make sense, two cents on the dollar two cents that doesn't want you to have health care for yourself and for your family to be able to provide and for other families most of most people in America are one paycheck away from going from being homeless all these kids that are sitting here that have cancer and all these other things just the foundations that help but you think that every single kid can go through that foundation and get that money I just feel like as a developed nation, we should have universal health care at some point we should We should have been had it. Yes, I know that there's all oh, the government's corrupt and this and that. Yes, this and that. Yeah, they are. But that's why we vote them out. We get the ones that don't want it in there because they're banking off of this profit. Of being able to keep private health care and all this stuff because they're making money off of it. That's why they don't want it. People are like oh five percent tax on five percent off of everything that you make throughout the year. I don't think that's pretty. I don't think that's bad. To be honest with you, most people are paying ten to fifteen to twenty percent out of their paychecks for private insurance. So you mean to tell me you wouldn't want to reduce it down to 5% for everybody universally here in this country? You're not making sense, buddy, if you think that. You're making no sense. I can save you a few dollars, a few cents a year that can go towards your family. You shouldn't be breaking the bank just to have health insurance. And then, of course, if you don't have any, you have an emergency My kid was covered. But guess what? It still cost what? A thousand dollars for three stitches? When he when he busted his head open at his grandparents' house one time, he fell off. It cost him a thousand it costs us a thousand dollars for three stitches. But yet yeah, nobody wants universal health care. It's damn ridiculous. I would rather take five percent of my paycheck in a year's time. Then twenty to thirty to to from ten to fifteen to twenty to twenty five percent out of my out of my check. That's just me though. We already pay for Medicare. We can't use it until we get old. So most people don't make it that damn far. Some people don't make it the far to be able to take take advantage of Medicare. Because if you make a certain amount of money, you can't get insurance. Even the middle class. Yes, of course, the millionaires and billionaires, they can afford their own stuff. Yeah, of course. We know this. It wouldn't break their bank. They got it. But what about the middle class, the lower class, people that really can't afford it? Hell, the people that are struggling. What about them? They they not not get anything? Most of you people that have probably listened to this podcast, y'all ain't billionaires. Most people who are in here in America, y'all ain't millionaires and billionaires. Y'all sit comfortably, but guess what? I bet if your child gets extremely sick, how much do you think they're going to break your bank for? Plus, we can get some of these corrupt doctors out of here and take care of this opioid crisis. If they're not getting paid like how they used to. Being able to charge you for whatever they want. <sighs> Anyways, I appreciate everybody for coming to the podcast today. Thank you so much. Tomorrow will be, you know, real life Wednesday. (laughs) So you guys be good. And this is your boy, Mountain Man Jamal, as I sip on my Mountain Dew. Ah, Delicious. You guys be good. Stay safe out there. And remember, peace, love, hair grease. And be good. See ya.